0: Welcome to the Ransomed Heart Podcast. Today in the studio is John Eldridge, Stacy Eldridge, and I'm Alan Arnold, and I have the privilege today just to talk to John and Stacy about some pretty big changes that have happened in, in both of your worlds recently, right?
1: Yeah.
2: Very big. Yeah.
0: So, to, I, I don't think many of the listeners may have even heard about the first big change, but now there's two.
2: Yes. We have two granddaughters. Our... Uh, middle son, Blaine, and his wife, Emily, uh, gave birth to a little girl back in October. Her name is Ailish. And then our oldest son, Sam, and his wife, Susie, just had their little girl just a couple of weeks ago. We find ourselves in a brand new stage of life. And I was so struck by that the reality of, man, it is always frontier. God is always taking us into new things. God is always expanding our horizons wherever we are, whatever stage of life we're at. I remember with joy the the young children stage in our house and having little boys and Legos and tomahawks and cowboys and Indians and and that was a great that was a great stage. And just when you begin to kind of feel like you get that down, like yeah, okay, we're getting the hang of this thing, they. They become adolescents, and oh my goodness, they move into the teen years, and, and that takes some adjusting and some calibrating, and then you feel like you're beginning to get the hang of that. Um, they become young adults, and, and they move off into their worlds, and now we're in a new phase, and I just love how it is completely requiring God again.
1: You just love that, huh? <laughs> you just said that we have granddaughters, I just—I have the biggest smile on my face that I can't even—I can't even talk. And part of the frontiers is daughters. Like we don't—we don't know that from Adam or we, Eve.
2: We don't know little girls. We raised little boys.
1: And it, and and then as you continue talking, so. Just a little quickly through the stages of life, then I wanted to cry because <laughs> of, of it, you know, it seems like it goes so long but then it goes so fast. and um and now we have granddaughters. Oh my goodness.
2: yes, oh my goodness and and what a ride it's been, too. I think Whew. some of you know the story that actually we we already became grandparents we we um our grandparents of a little boy named Patrick, who um, Sam and Susie lost um, in the spring of last year, and that was very, 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 very hard for our family. And um, what was particularly adding to the difficulty, rather, was that Blaine and Am and Sam and Susie were pregnant at the same time. And suddenly, you know, we have a family that's living through the joy of a coming child and the grief of a lost child. And man, that was, that was hard to navigate. And um, I remember, I, I have God, we live with God, we walk with God, but I was still holding my breath. I, I was know. still holding my breath.
1: I know, and everybody listening understands that. When you, in whatever place in your life that you have suffered a loss, then you know that it's possible so um, right. that's that's part of you know you said it's causing us to trust God in new ways that wow prayed in in a whole new level mm-hmm. of ways mm-hmm. over over this baby and so proud backing up so proud of how they lived through this pregnancy and with Blaine and I, they actually told us that they were pregnant the same night we, they broke the news to mm-hmm. us so when we when we lost when they lost and we all lost Patrick it was as so many know, so heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. And then um, this new little one, part of God's healing balm, but the joy of this new tiny baby. is—it She's so vulnerable, but she makes us really vulnerable too, mm-hmm. doesn't she? Oh, yeah. Both of them. Yeah.
0: So I want to I just hear from both of you the story of Finley's birth, because both where you were during that time and just how that played out for Sam and Susie. Like, it, it really could be a movie. Like, it's so much drama, so much praying, and, and just all of you in kind of different places. So, would you guys tell that story?
2: Yeah. So, Blaine and Em's daughter, back in October, her name is Alish. Sam and Susie's little girl, her name is Finley. Our family has a lot of Irish blood, as you can tell by the names. and uh, And so, we have these little Irish named girls. Oh, it's a pretty wild story. Yeah, holding our breath, praying, praying, praying hard um, through this pregnancy. You can just imagine, you know, all the emotion around it. And Sam and Susie were initially, the forecast was for a late February. Uh, right, due, right.
1: End of February, 1st of March.
2: End of February, 1st of March due, due date. date. And Stacy and I had been invited over to the UK to do a couple of Pretty significant events over there, and and at the end of January, and so we like oh, Jesus, and it was one of those real walk walk with God things, and prayed, and um, back in the fall, you know, when we needed to say yes or no and book tickets and stuff, and felt like Jesus said, yeah, no, I, I'm in this, and and then how many times did afterwards did you pray for confirmation on that?
1: Um. You know, I so had it for me only a few times, but I prayed about it for you a a good 10. (laughs) I I just kept
2: asking, like, really, Jesus? Because we don't want to miss this birth.
1: Right. We we would be circling the house praying, you know?
2: And it also feels like we really needed to be here to contend for this life and and to be part of the prayer shield and the emotional support and all of that. And so— even right up right up to the week before we left.
1: Exactly. I mean, days before even, praying again.
2: Praying because suddenly the due date got shifted and some, you know, ultrasound and measuring and new data and all whatever. But suddenly they're saying, oh, actually, this baby is due to come while we are overseas. <laughs> and we were crestfallen. We're uh-huh. like, Jesus, no, no. And And then, you know— should one of us stay and not go and all those prayers right right tons of asking we felt like jesus said go um go you need to go and so we went and we were in ireland stacy was getting ready to speak at a women's conference and i was getting ready to leave on a plane to go over to england to speak at a church over there so we're going to be in separate countries And separated from each other, separated from our kids when we got the news that Susie was going into labor. And, oh my gosh, lots of prayer around that. Lots of wrestling with God, um, to be honest. Thrown at first. Thrown pretty hard.
1: Pretty disappointed, to say the least. Yeah. 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 To not be there.
2: Thrown pretty hard.
1: I'll tell you, i tell you for me... um, yeah, it was there were a lot of tears over that. Yeah. Really wanted to be present. And um had really asked God to hold off. You know, it was a special favor to me. I, you know, sorry, Susie, I know you really want to have this baby, <laughs> but God loves me a lot, so let's just wait. And then and then the answer was no. And for me, it was it was a pretty important time with God to to be in worship at this at this event for these women who he loves so much and who I I knew I was supposed to be with them I knew it, but in that place of having my heart in Colorado Springs and my heart there it was it was um do I believe he's good even in the midst of that and is this real that yeah. that he told me to be here and it's a sacrifice to not be with them and. And I, it may not sound like much of a sacrifice, but a lot of people will get it, that it really was. And it was so good for my own faith to just go deeper, like a drilling a well to go, mm. for you, God, you bet. You are my priority. And mm. to be about the kingdom mission and to pray and to do it is the first time for—well, not even the first time for family, but to trust her to him. Yeah. It was um, hard, but good.
0: Yeah. Well, and the delivery was Oof. not a quick delivery, right? It was
1: 72 hour labor.
2: So it turns into this four day story and this vigil of intercession while you and I are actually on different missions. Right. And meeting with different people and speaking at, you know, two different things. And I was in the rental car and I was yelling. I was yelling. I was so upset and and thrown, really thrown by the story because I thought that God, he didn't actually tell me Finley would not be born until we got back. He didn't say that. What he said is he said everything's going to be okay. And I interpret it as, oh, good. We're going to get to go do this and then we're going to come back and we're going to be, you know, there for the birth.
1: Right. Everything's going to be okay means I'm going to get what I want.
2: I was pretty upset and pretty thrown and Listening, praying. And one of the first things Jesus said once I had calmed down enough to be able to hear, which took a while, by the way, he said, I, I have not betrayed you. Mm. And I I really needed to hear wow. that. I, I know that's true, but sometimes it can feel like that. It can feel like, wait a second, we had a deal, you uh-huh. know? Yeah. We had an understanding and we had to really put all that on the altar and trust and contend for this very long, very long labor from, from overseas. And
1: it was so hard to not know what was going on. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Cause you're, know on a completely different time right. thing, you know? Right. So when it's, you know, midnight in the UK, it's only 5 PM in Colorado. And when it's, You know, 1 a.m. in Colorado, you're starting your day at, you know, 8 a.m. in the U.K., and um, so we were in and out of things and checking phones and praying and trying to reach each other and praying, and yeah, Alan, it was, it was, there was a lot of drama to it, and the good news is baby came in safe, and we were able to get home, and we went straight from the airport to the hospital and met our second little granddaughter, and, hold her. And- this
1: tiny, beautiful, sweet, marvelous thing. <laughs> oh. What else is cool is that we got back together. So John and I, we yes, were together yes, when yes. we got the news that she was born and um, that's emotional, relief, joyous time. And I actually have video of um, John skipping down the road next to the River Liffey. <laughs> <laughs> in Dublin. Yeah.
0: Well, at the outpost is we were praying for you guys uh-huh. during this whole process. And then we find yes, Finley's been born. And yes, now John and Stacey, you're coming back a few days later. We were like, they're not even gonna wait for the plane to land. Like they are gonna parachute out of the plane. Seriously. <laughs> just to drop in as <laughs> quick as have- they can. <laughs> yeah.
1: We did drive yeah. straight from the airport.
2: We did. We were delirious delirious, jet-lagged.
1: I want to tell you one of the things that surprised me about becoming a grandparent, and I wanted to know if there was anything that has mm. surprised you. Mm. And I think one of the first things that really surprised me was holding Eilish for the first time. I felt like there was a piece in my heart that had been missing that I didn't know was missing, and I could feel it just chunk into place. Mm. And, and, and now with Finley, it's... It's crazy how your heart expands. Mm. But then it's also what surprised me is it's just that. Like I, I didn't know that it was missing until you were here.
2: That's beautiful. Wow. Mm. I I feel very differently. Yes. <laughs> I I have a confession. And and I'll explain it, so don't judge me, listeners, until I explain it. My confession is I feel incredibly intruded upon. <laughs> <laughs> and hang on, hang on, hang on. Stay with me. The The thing is, um, we all choose the people that get access to our hearts. You, you choose your friends, you, and especially your bestest, bestest friends. Mm-hmm. You know, you choose your inner circle, like Jesus with his three, you know, and you choose your... Loves in your life um, as you go along, and basically the people that get access to the, your heart are people that you have chosen to let in there. But what struck me about these tender, tiny little girls is there—that was not a choice that involved me at all. <laughs> I was not even consulted. Right,
1: not like having your own children. <laughs> no, you it's had not an Yeah, like
2: yeah. But nevertheless, suddenly, boom. Into my life, into the center of my heart, concerns, cares, prayers, priorities. Eight. I admit worries, fears, all that. Into the center of all of that intrudes this little person. And now two little persons. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, and there's part of me that just goes, wait a second. Uh. Nobody consulted <laughs> me about this. I it's I it's it. throwing me in a be- it's all it's all very very redemptive. It's in, in a beautiful yes. way.
1: Yes.
2: It is throwing me. It's pretty amazing to watch what goes on in your heart because you learn a lot about unconditional love. A friend wrote a very kind note just about, you know, we'd had such a difficult year last year, and he just wrote this very kind note to say he was praying for me. And he says, now that you're a grandparent, you're getting to experience something of the heart of God towards you. And and it really, I kind of went, I am? <laughs> oh, wow. Because these little girls have done nothing. Right. Right? They're They're not, you know, straight-A students. They're not leaders of their gym class. They're not, you know, brilliant musicians. They've done nothing. And yet we adore them. We absolutely adore them. And we prize them and we fight for them. And now they're part of my daily prayers simply because they exist. And just going, wow, really, God? Like that's thats how you feel about
0: me? I have a question for you both. And I know you're new grandparents. Very but, new. Very new. But what do you think? You were talking a little bit about uh, just how that gives you another glimpse of how God loves us. What do you see as a primary role for a grandparent? And and one of the reasons I'm asking that, John, is because in your story, your grandfather played a major, major Huge. role in the rescue of your heart. Huge. Yeah. So that's one example, but what do you when you and Stacy, when you talk to each other, like, what do you see as your primary role as
1: grandparents? To love them. I I am I have plans to lasso their heart through my baking skills. <laughs> but, but obviously to be praying for them mm. and encouraging their parents, mm. which is something that is already striking us with joy and awe, is watching our sons and their beautiful wives parent. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, my goodness, they're made for it. Mm-hmm. But to be mentors, to be ones that they look up to, to be a safe place for them, Oh, I mean, we have dreams already of adventures we want to take them on, and I have a bookshelf already we have books on them for it. And to love them, love mm-hmm. them, love them.
2: Mm-hmm. Let me pick up with a part of the story. So, I've dropped Stacy off at the conference she's speaking at. I'm I've driven back down into Dublin. I'm getting ready to catch a flight the next morning over to England. You know when all this begins to unfold, and and I'm in the car, and I'm in a nosedive. I'm upset, I'm concerned, I'm concerned for the birth, you know, just everything, all the emotions. And and a friend of ours um, who lives in Dublin texted me and said, where are you? And, you know, I'm, I'm in some Tesco parking lot and the rain's coming down. And, and I said, I'm in this parking lot, I'm in a nosedive. And he, he says, I am five minutes away at my father's house, come on come here because i was trying to figure out do i get on a plane and go home right. all that yes. stuff so i'm flights and travel agents and and airlines and people that were texting to pray and all that's going on so he says come over here and so i go to the front door and his father answers and his father looks like my irish grandfather he is this kind gentle loving gracious His name is Aiden, and he welcomes me into his home, and it was this incredible gift.
1: Yeah, It felt
2: very grandfatherly. It um, felt—and so, Alan, my answer um, as a very, very, very new grandparent is I I think it's to provide a place. It's to provide a place. I I can just imagine over the years that they get to come over to our house and— not be under the family thing, you know, and they can talk about mom and dad and how things are going. They can tell us how frustrated they are with school. They can, you know, to be a place, a place of security, a place of warmth, a place of nurture, a place of protection. Hopefully, maybe a place of wisdom if they ask, you know, grandma, what do you think about this? Do you think I should date this boy? And But it's something about like providing a place. Yes, Because I remember being a young parent, and man, you are just too close to the forest to see the trees. Like you're just so in it, and it's so hour to hour. And why is she crying? And you know, but the grandparent is you are a step removed, Mm -hmm. and and so you can provide a a context that yeah, I benefited from um, as a boy myself in my grandfather's ranch,
1: and and the new. Um, era of parenting our children. Oh, my. So, yes, I think that's beautifully said, wanting to provide a place for them and also wanting to provide a sanctuary for our children, being ones that they can ask for advice yep. or not yep. and just just be a place where we're able to see and affirm and love on them. And we're we're so thrilled that at this point, they live close by, and um, we didn't have that with our children being young and right. um, just so hoping that lasts, you know, really, because I don't know what the future holds, but wanting to be the grandparent that goes to the games and all of that, all of that.
2: But but also at the same time, it's a whole new era of biting our tongue. yep oh my goodness, like how you grow into that, you know, through the teenage years and then the college years. And I remember we dropped our kids off at college and, you know, you get the parent symposium and they give you all the lecture of don't hover, don't call constantly, don't check in on, you know, like give them their space, mm-hmm. let them become young adults. And, you know, the next step in is. All three of our sons married and mm-hmm. you know, you you release, 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 and and you you bite your tongue a lot, you know, um, because they need to live their own life and they need to make their own decisions. And and now they're gonna be parenting and they're gonna be making parenting decisions. Yeah, which are
1: different than our parenting decisions. Different
2: than our decisions. Right. Right. And there's this wonderful invitation to do I trust you, God.
1: Uh
2: do right. I trust you? Do you yes. do you have these lives? Do you, you know, what yes. do I believe about that? That's wow. I think that's that's the core thing I'm feeling right now. Here are these two little lives that are that are in our world now. And I am a contender. I I'm a fighter. I'm like I'm I'm here to contend for them, but at the same time, I am not dad to them. Like they, you know, they have parents who will be making decisions and and we need to trust we need to tr- we trust our kids very much but trusting god trusting god with these tender little lives it's a whole new isn't it isn't oh it a gosh, whole new it, pass at
1: that it, it is and what i'm so grateful for is developing an intimacy with our god because even as you're saying that i'm i'm hearing him say i've got them hmm and it all will be well. And mm. and I'm just so grateful because I need mm-hmm. to hear that a hundred times a day. Mm-hmm. And if I thought it was up to me or I thought it was up mm-hmm. to them, like, yeah. I, I don't think I would ever sleep.
0: Yeah, exactly. So here's a burning question that I think the listeners are wanting to know right now. What are your grandparent names?
1: <laughs> well, I just, I couldn't think of anything besides grandma. That's you know, grandma. Unless, I'm grandma. Okay. Yeah, unless okay. you know they name me something else. But one of my daughters, grandma, there is called Moo, Moo and I don't, I don't want to be called that.
2: <laughs> See, the thing is, little kids. One of the precious stories from Craig's life is, you know, Craig always wanted to be called Captain.
0: <laughs> yes, and that was, was going
2: to be Captain in Grandma's yes. house. Yeah. You know, I want to go over to Captain's. That was his thing. But he would play a game with his daughters, his little granddaughters, where he would do the little peekaboo thing, and he would go, Abu, Abu. And so they call him Abu. And he got named that, you know, and Abu is also the monkey (laughs) in one of those Disney movies. I think it's Aladdin. Uh, uh, Um, But you do get named.
1: Yes, well, and I hope I get named something marvelous. Yes,
0: like Bella. Oh, Yeah, that would
1: be good. Yes.
0: What's your name, John? Poppy. Poppy. Okay. Yeah. Isn't that
1: wonderful? So it's Grandma and Poppy.
0: Grandma and Poppy. And
1: (sighs) crazy. That's so crazy.
2: Okay. So we're flying back. The story did not go like we thought it would. And the story was actually very hard for those 72 hours. The labor was long because the labor was not going well. And all those fears and concerns, you know, after Patrick are just showing up again of, oh my goodness, Jesus, no, not a second time, you know. And baby's born, baby's okay, we've got to wait an additional day and night before we can get on a plane to get home. And finally we're on the plane, finally we're heading back, and and I'm journaling about this, you know, you've got a nine-hour flight, right, and... Yeah. um. I'm praying and just going, Jesus, you got to help me with this story, um, and and I don't have the you know interpretation of this yet, but here's one of the things he said. He said, "Was I there for you?" Mm-hmm. And I had to I had to say, "Yeah, you were." Mm-hmm. It was really really hard. We didn't sleep for two nights, you know, because you're getting the text in the middle of the mm-hmm. night because it's daytime here and mm-hmm. all that and. You know, yeah, it was really hard, but yes, God, yes, you were. And then he said, and was I there for them? And I said, wow. you were, you were. And, and I just have to land there. I just have to say, okay, it wasn't the story I wanted. It was a hard story. Yes. But you were there for us, and you were there for them. And now a new, a whole new chapter in the... And the Eldridge clan has begun.
0: Wow. Well, that I think that the listeners, it's a whole new side of, first of all, of, of you guys that they don't normally get to see and, and just a whole new season, like you said, mm-hmm. for the two of you as grandparents. So right. Man. thanks for sharing that, Stacy and John. I'm Alan Arnold. We will be back next week, the first week of March with a new podcast from Ransomed Heart. Hope to see you then.